our series last week. We're going to continue on into the day. Lifestyle, not moved up and down by my circumstances. Not moved up and down by my circumstances. Today is part two of three. Not moved up and down by my circumstances. All right, today is part two of three. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. All right, let's look at our foundation scripture, John 17 and 17, New King James Version. Sanctify, we understood in the Greek, that's hajazio, uh, uh, which means uh, separate from profane things, cleanse externally and also purify internally. We understand that when we are in the sanctification process, when we first get saved, our position, unless people choose to leave Christ, our position is secured. Our position is secured. That's one side of the road. The other side, that same road, is the sanctification process. That means we being sanctified to grow more and more like Christ. Even though you got saved, our minds got to get renewed. You know, because there was some stuff you brought in two hours ago when you got saved that you may have brought over into the salvation side. So God said, yeah, you're saved. I met you right where you are, but there's some stuff, some stuff I need to strip away to be more and more like Christ. Amen? So that's the process that we're in. We're in the sanctification process. So sanctify them by your truth. Your word is true. Very key. Your word is true. Amen. Let's go look at the companion scripture. John 7, 37 through 39. John 7, 37 39. 37 through 39. New King James Version. For the last day, Jesus be on the last day, the day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And that's that's a condition. Because people could also not want to desire Jesus. Alright, so he talked to those people. He who believes in me, oh, as the scripture has said, that's key, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning his spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen. So one piece, there's a lot of pieces in, in this in that particular scripture. The thing God is focusing on here in this particular series is as the scripture has said. So we see here Jesus, as we see, we'll see as well, Jesus lived a life of using the word as a magnet for his decision making. He used the word of God as a magnet for his decision making. God got things he referenced, things he did, his actions, he used the word as a reference. He didn't just go half cocked on his own. He used some staple which was the word of God as the reason as to why he said and did what he did. That's got to, so if Jesus did it, and we who chose to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior means we've got to be more and more like Christ. So if Jesus did it, shouldn't we do it? Amen. Bible's got to be the magnified decision making. Yeah, keep on, keep on. Alright, so God's objective for this series is to get us to a place where after you leave here, from this point forward, we use the word as a magnet for our daily decisions. We use the word as a magnet for our daily decisions. All right, very, very key because you know sometimes we think that we don't always do that. So we got to bridge that gap to make sure we're doing that as a lifestyle. All right, and that being the case, and not be moved by the circumstances. Circumstances can be positive or they can be challenging, but sometimes we with sincerity allow those circumstances to dictate our actions and we gotta get out of that. Alright? Now, very, very good. Now let's rock and roll. Alright, let's look at the word first. Look at the word first. Alright, so let's look at the importance of the word. Matthew 24 and 35. Matthew 24 and 35, New King James Version. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Wow, alright, so we just establishing here, I think this word is pretty important. 
Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word won't. So if we just follow the case here, we see why, that's another reason why Jesus used it as a magnet for his decision making. Because that word ain't going to pass away. We got to remember the, the Bible is clear. That the Bible, which is God's spoken word, is God inspired. Him speaking is no different than your parents speaking to you about something. Your parents spoke something. Yes, we have oodles and noodles. Anybody remember oodles and noodles? Oodles and noodles. Oodles and noodles in a packet. All right, cool, cool, cool. Your, your dad and your mom just spoke that. Well, there you go. God is speaking something. It's God inspired. That means, and we already learned how important it is. All right. It sounds like this is something I think we can we get hook our anchor to to say, all right, this is this is a good thing to hook our magnet to. All right, look at another proof text. Psalm 138 and 2. Psalm 138 and 2, New King James Version. Oh, this was for you have magnified your word above all your name. Wow. Alright, so God is saying it's all as important as God is, He magnifies His Word above His name. So that tells, this, these two scriptures alone, as many others, these two scriptures alone tell me the word of God, the Bible, is important. If, if God is holding his, his word above his own name, that means it's something that I can count my life on. That means when circumstances come up and down, I can hook my anchor onto that and make my actions decision based on something that's above God's name. We got to let the word be the magnified decision making. Amen. Very, very important. Very, very important. All right, let's look at a roll. Let's look at a review. Let's learn a role model of Jesus. John 6, 44 through 46, New Living Translation. For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. Oh, here we go. He's, supposed to, he's referencing again. As it is written in the scriptures. He didn't say, as I spoke last week when I was over at the house. He said, as it written in the scriptures. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I who was sent from God has seen him. Wow, so we see this is Jesus' mode of operandi. I said that right, Jim? This is his, this is his way of doing things. He's like, look, if I'm going to say something, it's going to be based on what the Word says. I'm only going to tell y'all to do what the Word says. He's not telling you what to do with Tom, Dick, and Harry. No, I'll tell you what the Word says, and I'm going to do that. So we got to be the same way. So when circumstances come, it's what the Word says. Amen? Boy, we got we to get this thing. We got to get it. Get it down to our hearts. All right? We may know it mentally. We can't mentally ascend. We got to make sure we are applying the Word. Amen? All right, let's look at something. We understood some background regarding this whole topic. Here's the problem. The problem was, we learned before, in the last set of the series, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 you can go back and reference it, says, makes it clear that we're a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Now, the spirit part of us is the part of us that's closest to God. Amen? Alright, that's the God, that's, when God is speaking to you, God's connected, He's connected with you spirit to spirit. You got it? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Include your imagination and intellect too, but your mind and will and emotions. Alright? So your mind tells you what you think, your will tells you what you want, and emotions tell you how you feel. Hmm. So when your supervisor just did that and you got mad, who was leading? I think that might have been the soul. Then we have our bodies, our five senses. God's desire, and then we had that, that flesh. And I ain't talking about the biological flesh that we learned in biology class. 
We talk about that old carnal nature. The part of us that still wants to sin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That carnal nature is still in all of us. That's why we got to die daily. We got to renew the mind. Because that's an old carnal man going to try to rise up out of nowhere. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. You still got that, you still got that flesh that's trying to die daily. That's why when you get saved, only your spirit gets saved. You got to bring the other parts with you to help train them, to sanctify them. Got it? So that carnal nature tries to rise up. God's desire is that with those parts of you, he wants you to be spirit-led. Got to be spirit-led. That's been the problem. The problem has been we've been making too many decisions when circumstances have arisen based on our soul, based on our flesh, based on the body. That's not what he wants. You know. You know, when you're walking down the street, and you, and you know, if you're a female, you see that, that handsome young guy. You know. And I know sometimes women are moved not as much by their visual and sometimes by talk. I get that. Yeah, 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 I get that. But they got some eyes to you. You know what I mean, Terrence? They, they got eyes to you. And so, you know, here's the thing. You got to make sure that you are being led by the Spirit. Does that make sense? No matter how smooth, you know, you just can't try to be all smooth and all No, 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 no. Because then, then, then he gets to that five senses, that's those ears. I know women with regards to the words and those things. And he tries to come and be all Mac Daddy. Trying to talk into that ear and all that kind of stuff. You can't go all weak in the knees. You got to be spirit-led. That's, see, that's one of those circumstances. Because that seems positive. You know, let's say he's a Christian. Let's say he's in church. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that's a, that, that, that could be okay. But you can't just... You got to be spirit-led. God may approve that as you start to court for the purpose of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the purpose of marriage. We talked about that last time. You gave it a purpose of marriage. We talked about that. We don't, we don't do the whole dating thing just to date the second our boyfriend. You don't want to practice divorce at age 12. <laughs> God is serious about that. Amen. Come on, Pastor. We got too many of us that had boyfriends and girlfriends back in the day that ain't our boyfriend and girlfriends no more. We don't want to practice divorce. So did he put a purpose in marriage? So if you ain't ready to get married tomorrow, don't. You can say we don't date. Here we go. Good class. Good class. Good class. All right. All right. So we gotta learn to be spirit led, not led by other other parts of us. All right. Now that being the case, when circumstances arise, we gotta ask yourself, who's speaking? You gotta say to yourself in that moment at three o three during the workday or ten o five at night when you get to, you, when there's an opportunity to get into a disagreement with your spouse, you gotta ask yourself, who's speaking right now? Like who internally is speaking right now? You gotta say to yourself, who's speaking right now? Who is trying to lead this decision? You got that? Let's go to brothers a little bit. Look, we, we can't, you know, look, look, look. Look, we got to treat our wives like queens. Come on. Wow. They are a blessing, and we need to treat them like queens. It does not matter... Anybody can have off moments. You brothers have off moments too. That doesn't mean you. But in Malachi, they were getting on the men because they were divorcing women for this anything. He was like, "Don't don't bring all this praise and stuff to me, and you can't get this right with your wife." 
And you ready to divorce them out of nowhere? No, no, no. Same type. Oh, God. Marriage must be home here today. Look, we got to make sure then that we are making sure we be the man God God called to be. Give ourselves for her. Don't focus on that whole her part of submission. Your part of submission is to give yourself for her. But that's what the word says. So when that circumstances arise and she may not feel like intimacy that right now, or she may not feel like making dinner right now, or she just came back from work and she's tired, that ain't the time for your flesh to be all upset. That's the time for you to say, this is the time for me to give myself for her and let me do some stuff. See, ladies, I got your back too. I got your back too. Praise the Lord. Alright, now, now, that being the case, because we can be moving up, up and down by circumstances, the go God's goal is that we be both process-driven and principle-driven. Process driven is what? When a circumstances arise, when a circumstance arises, we gotta let the word be the magnet for our decision making. Sound very, very so that's gotta be your key. So no long, long, no longer ask a question when something something happens at work or something happens at school or whatever. You don't ask yourself, what should I do? Your first question gotta be like, what does the word say? Right, right. Circumstance arise, you gotta be like, what does the word say? Everybody say, what does the word say? Word. That's gotta be your piece. That's, that's what Jesus did. I mean, he knew the word, but that's what he did. He wasn't moved up and down. Circumstances arise, challenges, or good. You got to like, what does the word say? That's the piece. That's, the, that's your process. No longer just be moved up and down by circumstances. Put your anchor into a process that will not fail. Got it? So, very, very important. Be process-driven, not emotion or anything else. Be process-driven. You got to like, what does the word say? And then it goes right next. When, then when you say, then you got to find a principle in the word, all right? That means, we learned before, a principle is one of the blessings in the word of God that God did place in the word just for believers that has application both in the context of scripture and that we can extract and apply in our lives today. So, that being the case, process driven says, we got to like, what does the word say? And then we got to say, all right, let's find a scripture, a principle in the word of God that we can apply in our lives today. Very, very important. So as a lifestyle, we have to be both process-driven. Like, what does the word say when the circumstances arise? Then we need to find the scripture, find a principle, and then apply it in our lives. That's it. Yeah. Now, it helps if, as a lifestyle, we learn to try to grow and learn more about the word. God said it before. If you happen to only know one scripture right now, that's fine. Just do the one you know. But then have the heart to want to learn more. And learn and grow. There's no speed. You don't have to learn Genesis to Revelation tonight. Got it? God's desire is to get his word in you. So if it takes 10, 20, 30 years, take your time and learn. Have a, have a desire to always be teachable and always learn. Does that make sense? So, I don't mean 10 or 20 years in terms of you learn one a day and don't touch it again for 10 20 years. I mean, I want to be clear about that. I'll be clear about that, Mike. You know what I mean? I'm sure people understand. We want to talk about having a lifestyle of this daily or weekly, whatever, just learning more scriptures. Do the ones you know, apply it. You got it? So you can be process-driven and principle-driven. Alright, very, very important. Now, so, let's look at some everyday examples. Okay, you ready for everyday examples? Now, giving money to your family each time they ask. These, this, these scenarios are the circumstances. Okay, so, that, that, so one circumstance is giving money you got family members, and they ask for some money. 
Now, for the sake of pathogen nice, we'll exclude your children in this example. Okay. So, okay, yeah, 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 I get that. You know, we got, you know, okay, let's, let's put the kids aside for a second, you know, because, you know, that's kind of automatic. We have some responsibilities there. Uh, let's talk about this, those, those family members outside your four walls. Let's talk about those family members. Anybody ever, any of ever, ever asked y'all for money? I want pass it on. All right, cool, cool. So, that's an opportunity to be led by your soul. Because you love your aunt. You love your cousin. You love your brother. You love your sister. And you know there are circumstances they might be going through. Couldn't pay rent. Couldn't do the electric bill this month. All real circumstances. But what God is... You know, Jesus made it clear at least twice in the scriptures. He said, look, to be clear, I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring division between mother and mother-in-law, between son and father. Because his whole thing was, don't get so caught up in this family stuff that you get so emotional that you forget the dividing line, which doesn't have to be a dividing line, but his dividing line is, have they have, do they have a relationship with me? That's the thing. That's the piece. So don't get so caught up in family that you don't help minister and help facilitate them choosing to receive the one who purposed them to be here. Got it? So that being the case, you got to make sure when they ask each time, even though their mortgage might be due, you got to be like, that's a circumstance. It's an opportunity for your soul to lead. Because your soul is those emotions. You may feel bad. You may feel sad. I get it. But that doesn't change the process. The process still is, what does the word say? All right? Now, then you find a principle. Let's, let's, let's find a principle. John 14, 26, New King James Version. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. You got a helper down here. So you don't have to make that decision to give $200 to Cousin Susie. First, if she just asked for it two months ago, you got a helper down here that will lead you like this. Does God want me to do this? Because I'm going to follow the process. What does the word say? All right, word says I got a helper. Let me ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, let me know what you want me to do. Because, see, God may be trying to do something in them. See, God is God. You're not God. So it might be those times where God may use you to sow into your cousin, because that's biblical too. But there may be other times, maybe like, I need them to stop making you God. I need them to start connecting with me. So you got to hear from God each time. Got it? To get those opportunities for that soul to leave. Because you know, you love Pookie in them. That is right. All right, another, uh, another example. All right. Students coming down your street. Uh, uh, all right, this is from this is from heaven days. From heaven days, all the way up to senior DSU. Ah, shout out, shout out. All right, so acad academic, academic and social pressure. Gabby Zara, Zara focus, Zara focus. Academic and social pressure, peer pressure. You know, kids want kids or even adults want you to do things. You know, things outside your peace, your comfort zone. Or just academic pressure. Hey, you know you got that, that chemistry test coming up and all those kind of things. All right, cool, cool. These are all circumstances. Well, 
That don't change the process. You still got to be like, what does the word say? <coughs> got it? So when, when Trinity's playing volleyball and all of a sudden one of the other girls on there wants to curse, and they, and they try to talk to Trinity, try to get her to curse, Trinity goes, oh, what's the word say? No, I don't want to ask you, right? Let's look at the principle. First Chronicles 28 and 20, New Living Translation. Then David continued, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. That means we, you don't have to go through school by yourself. Even though you are the one physically taking the test, you are the one physically hearing the drama from the, from the guys and all that kind of stuff. Look, you're not by yourself. Don't think you're going through life by yourself. Even if your parents are off campus or away, you know, at home and you're at recess or, you know, you're going to, you know, class on campus or whatever. Look, you're not alone. You got to be like, when circumstances arise, you're like, what does the word say? And then you have to go to the word. Here's another piece. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Pray about everything. <laughs> Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So for all the youth and kids and everything else, look, you're not alone. When circumstances arise, don't lend yourself. Don't get angry with they said or he said or she said, all the things that may happen on campus or at school. Don't get moved by that. Don't get moved by a test. And, you know, don't, don't ever take the mindset. Of, oh, don't ever. We learned this series about, you know, verbally trying your destiny. Don't speak that I'm not good in math. Don't speak that. Because you want to you reverse that. Bible says, let the weak stand strong. So if you got a challenge in math, you got to do a little something different. And even though the person who's weak knows he may be physically weak, but he's speaking that he's strong. So if you got a little challenge in math, you're like, oh, I'm good in math in Jesus' name. I can do all things through Christ's strength. Yeah. Why? Because what you did, what you did, what the word said. Yeah. You found a principle and do it. You got me? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's move on. Uh-oh. Oh, single ladies. Oh, single ladies. <laughs> all right. All right. Single. All right. Single and wanting to be married. Single and wanting to be married. Let's, 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 look, at, let's look at that circumstance. Now, that doesn't change what the word says. If you're single and you have a desire to be married... You still got like what does the word say? Because sometimes when that happens, certainly sometimes when that, you know, that biological clock be ticking, you try to click loud on some some people's parents. You know what I mean? If it's biological clock be ticking, you like, what does the word say? I'm not moved by my age. I hear it. I know it's ticking loud. I get it. But you, uh-oh, you are someone that's fully baked. Or at least in the oven trying to come out. So, you know, we all growing in the Lord. And we, you know, we don't never finally, you know, finally fully mature until we go to be with the Lord. But you are someone that's loving the Lord. You know, believes in growing. Remember, God talked about it before. You want to look at character first and preference in second. Sometimes we, we unintentionally put the preferences first. Oh, he got to be, well, she got to be, she got to have an hourglass figure, or he got to be tall and whatever, white, black, dark, mm. whatever. 
Look, God ain't got problems you having a certain purposes. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we get we do that and then we get emotionally led, which is a bad combination, and we get all about the character stuff that needs to go first. So when it comes to that, we got like, what does the word say? Alright, you got desire you're gonna be married, what does the word say? Let's look at Mark, let's look at my final principle, Mark eleven twenty four. just like anything else in the faith, New King James Version. Therefore I say to you, whatever thing you ask me to pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. You got a desire to be married, be in faith about it. You in faith about the new job, you in faith about anything else, be in faith about wanting to get married, alright? Yeah. Just make sure that when you're in faith, you be specific about what you desire really. Got it? Well, you guys will leave in there. All right, all right. Jamie did. Hey, she's done. You know what I'm saying? She was in There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. So, and, it, and then God did this again. Psalm 37 and 4. Delight yourself in your Lord, and He shall give you desires in your heart. Yeah, baby. <laughs> look, look. Marriage is a blessed thing. Marriage is fun, it is exciting. Marriage is intentional work. That's the other part. When you do premarital counseling, you gotta learn that part. Marriage is intentional work both for the wife and the husband. Got it? But it's all part of the blessed package. Marriage is a blessing. So it's a good thing if you have a desire to want to be married. That's a good thing. You know, God started the family through marriage before he started the church. So, it's a blessing to be married. Just be in faith about what you want. Make sure the godly character is there. Then everything else can come. It's fine. It can be tall and fine. All the other stuff you might want, that's good. And she can be, you know, whatever size, or whatever, whatever color size you want. That's all good. God ain't got a problem with the practices. That's all good. Just don't, just don't let it leave you. Alright? Alright, now. Uh-oh. Here we go. How about that money thing? What's the why you talk about that? Alright, gifts, another circumstance. Gift cards and monetary Christmas and birthday gifts. Your birthday coming. Or, or Christmas just passed. <laughs> and you got some money and you got some gift cards. Yay! Got a $50 gift card to AMC. <laughs> Great. Doesn't that technically mean I'm now $50 wealthier? Like like before like before I opened that envelope, I didn't have it on any in terms of that specific thing. After I have the envelope, I opened it. I'm now increased. Whether it's a uh, Visa gift card for hundred dollars or the fifty dollar gift card to shaking shape or something, or just a check. We've now increased. Another time I'll be praying to God for increase. That's a circumstance. See, circumstances can be positive or negative. So we don't change the what? The process. The process has got to be like, what does the word say? Because sometimes you get that pretty all gift card to AMC, you just go. I'm out. Go to movies. <laughs> cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Alright. Just make sure you be like, what does the word say? Is anybody asked, well, Pastor, how do you do this for the gift card? God, I'll tell you in a second. So process is, what does the word say? All right, when you've when you, when you increased check, cash, gift card, whatever, cash app, Venmo, all those options, either way you increase, blah, blah, there you go. Deuteronomy, 
8 and 18. So what does the word say? Look at the principle. What does the word say? 8, Deuteronomy 8 and 18, New King James Version. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So we got to look at that principle and say, praise God for increase, because you always got to do that. And then one of the ways you praise and worship God is to make sure you sow into God first. Ain't got a problem with you going to AMC and get your popcorn on. Just make sure you got $50 gift cards. And I know you can't extract cash from that. But when you have five minimum dollars, at least that's 10%, and then you get to some time, you can sow into that. Because you increase by God. Shouldn't he get some glory as a minimum way of saying thank you? Because you know, it wasn't just by your aunt who gave you the gift card or by your job who you get paid every two weeks. Those are just the vehicles in which God uses to bless you. So don't get so caught up in the vehicle that you forget the source. So, that being the case, that's what I reminded you all right? So, as we learn in this series, we are to be both process-driven and principle-driven. The way to not be moved by the circumstance, which whether positive or negative, is to be process-driven and principle-driven. we got to be like, what does the word say? Because circumstances are going to come to you when you don't expect them. The enemy does not play fair. And sometimes it's not the enemy, it could be something positive. Anything can move us emotionally. The standard has to be, what does the word say? And then I gotta find a principle and then apply it. God has God wants you, the Bible says He gives you richly all things to enjoy. So this is not to hold you back. It's so you can get pure fulfillment in the things He wants you to do as well and, and through that other areas of your life. God ain't got a problem with vacations and you having time with your family. That's what God wants. You just got to make sure you give God glory first. Amen? Amen? So don't be moved by the person who cut you off in the middle of the street. No, you don't give the little finger up no more. Uh, okay. Ooh, all right. Well, it's got quiet in here, Joe. Okay. All right. All right. And, and, and Mike, you have a ministry for the middle finger. All right. That's right. <laughs> look, look. Look. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's being transparent, we had a little flesh moment early before the service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being transparent. I'm being transparent. I said, I just said weed. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to make sure when circumstances arise that we, we go on back to the word and find a principle. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing this is not about condemnation. So if you haven't done it before, okay. We all got to learn and grow from where we were. Yes, but like earlier in this, one of the earlier slides said, from this point forward, mm -hmm. let's now do it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Let's give God glory. Yeah. 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 God is so awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, God, he's, he's awesome in so many ways just for him being him. Yeah. You know, but the fact that he loves us so much that he wants us to grow and develop. And not stay the same. Does that make sense? 
because he recognizes that if you've chosen to um, you know, have a relationship with Jesus, he doesn't want you to stay the same as you did the first moment you got saved. He wants us to grow and develop. And when you're doing that, just imagine yourself, just imagine things, just have a visual of things being stripped away from you. And then the real person is coming out. Does that make sense? That's what he wants. Because that's what he sees. When he sees us, he don't, especially if you apologize and ask God forgiveness and sin 10 minutes ago or two hours ago or last week, he's not, he's only seeing Jesus in, in his blood. So his desire is that we be more and more like him. Amen. Give God glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.